you're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. Welcome everybody, it's Chad here and I'm with my wife, Bethany. How you doing? Doing good. All right, we're here tonight and she has been doing a lot of design work for us on like the logo and the website and everything and we got a new verse on our logo for you. Yeah, I think it's one that most Christians know um, or at least have heard of. It's uh, Psalm 34, verse 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in him. Amen. And uh, we were talking about uh, all the times we go to BJ's and there's a sample person. And they're giving out free samples of the food just to taste. Just a little bit. And we were saying, you know, how many times do people actually buy what they sample? Yeah, I don't know what the average person does, but we typically don't. It's good enough to try. I <laughs> like getting, yeah, just getting the sample and rolling. Uh, or you get the sample and then they're like, yeah, you can buy it right over there. And then uh, you look at the price. <laughs> but they give you a coupon. Yeah, so. sometimes. <laughs> it's like, well, never mind. It wasn't that good. It, it, it's good enough to sample twice. <laughs> yeah. Three times if they step away. It sure is. And, uh, well, you know, my one of my first jobs was actually being the sample boy. Yeah. I was like 12 years old. and uh, So, wait, did you turn away other kids who were... 12 without a parent. Yeah. Like, Sorry, man. You, you, got, you, you need to have a parental guardian uh, to get permission. But I can work. I was probably 12 years old and, you know, hand out samples at the grocery store. But um, it was fun. And you and I were talking about how it can be like that with God, you know, where someone just wants to taste a little bit or they see God at work. Maybe they go to a church, they experience a good worship service, um, and they get a little taste, mm-hmm. a sample, right. but they never quite fully go all in. Yeah. I, I think, you know, they taste it and they see that it's good, but what holds them back? I mean, what holds us back from investing in the sample that they're they're handing out? Um, the cost? Like you said, that's when yeah, that's investing in it. Um, and, you know, we've heard a lot of churches will, you know, pastors will kind of use the, the buzz phrase, be all in, be all in for Jesus. And I think sometimes people don't really understand what that means. And put simply, it means surrender. So that reminds me of where the whole scripture actually came from, which we all know, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. And you would think that this was a time of prosperity that, that David was doing really well. And he was just praising the Lord and at a spiritual high and just wanted to write it down, taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, so that was, it was Psalm 34, eight, but what's verse one. And up until that, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. 
He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Yeah, I mean, guy seems like he's doing pretty well. He's got angels defending him. He's praising God. Uh, he's happy. So you would think it's a, a good time, but it was actually a time of great adversity for David because King Saul was trying to kill David. I mean, he was trying to track down him and all his men and kill him. So David was on the run, literally, mm-hmm. hiding in a cave with 400 men, and or it was called a stronghold. So I mean, it was a cave, a fortress, some sort of area of safety, and David was hiding in it. Um, and it was in this cave that he wrote this psalm. And it, it actually, if you go back to the Hebrew literature, it's actually an acrostic. So every Hebrew letter starts each verse in here. So it'd be like for our alphabet, we would say A is for always believe in the Lord. B is for believe always. And C is for continually believe. <laughs> but, D is don't stop believing. <laughs> so for the Hebrew culture, this was easy for them to remember. Right. So they were writing this intentionally to remember it, to praise the Lord, even though things were not good. I mean, they they were on lockdown in the stronghold, right. not good. Um, but David had experienced the Lord, and he knew that God is good. So God is good no matter what, no matter whether you're going through good times or bad times. God is good, and he wanted to remind people of that. Um, right. What was it you were saying about the strongholds before, and just I had read First um, Samuel twenty two verses four through five, and it was talking about the prophet Gad, and he told David, "Don't stay in the stronghold." Hmm. And I think that that's pretty important for those of us who, you know, want to desire we desire or or want to um, surrender our hearts, or maybe we don't. I mean. We go through times in our lives in our Christian walk where surrenders hard on certain things and not on others. But um, he says, don't stay in the stronghold, depart and go to the land of Judah. And, you know, it just got me thinking where it's easy to sample or it's easy to give out a sample, but it's really hard to make the full investment because it's going to cost you something. Um, and in Jeremiah and all throughout the, the Bible, we're told over and over again, um, you, and you shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And I think that that's something that we really need to, to take hold of. That's it with all your heart. And by staying in the stronghold is like staying in your position of safety or where it's comfortable. And you know, you might feel like you're, you're okay there, but then the prophet told him, don't stay there. And it might not be comfortable. It might be pretty uncomfortable, but we also might not know how to break free from that. Hmm. You know, whether it's a sin that we're struggling with or just something in our lives that it's bringing us pain, it's bringing us grief, it's bringing, you know, bringing us trouble, but we don't know how to let it go because it's something that we want and desire so bad. Yeah. I mean, it could be an addiction. You know, drugs, alcohol, or like you said, another sin that just has like a stronghold on your life and you can't let it go. And, you know, God's saying, you got to let that go so you can follow me. Mm -hmm. Surrender. Right. 
Yeah. And I mean, it could even be, I think a lot of times we're guilty of that. Is it, you always say the sin of omission mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where, you know, we're not following God, not necessarily mixed up in anything bad, anything that we, we would consider as wrong, but not, you know, loving the Lord, our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. And that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It is every day. That's a struggle. Um, and so the, the taste and see, that's the physical aspect. That's the physical experience that we've had with God. But then we got to take that to the next step of the spiritual sense where we're living in faith. We're trusting God. We're seeking his face. We're loving him, like you just said. Right. Um, and that's going all in. And so it's like whatever it is that has a stronghold on your life or wherever you're at that you feel like, you're in a, 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 a safe place, but it's like God's calling you out. He's calling you to the next step, uh, calling you to the next level. And he's saying, come, walk with me. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So what you're saying is don't just take the sample. Don't just take the sample. Go all in. Go all in. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Um. We didn't talk about when David disguised himself and he hid his sanity. Yeah, David pretended to be insane so he could save his own life and get out of King Ashish was trying to kill him. Uh, this is scripture, y'all. First Samuel chapter 21, verse 12 and 13. David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Ashish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. So King Ashi said, must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them. And then he let David go because he thought he was crazy. Sounds like we have two madmen out there. What? <laughs> Little kids. That's crazy. 